Hi. Uh... This thing happened to me a few months ago. I just, uh, need to share it with somebody. It all started at my friend's party. Uh, he's an artist who rented out a loft in the industrial part of town. If you can picture what a place like Detroit looked like in the 1920s, that's what this area looks like. A bunch of old turn-of-the-century factories crammed into ten blocks. Most of them are abandoned. I uh, partied a little too hard that night and decided to crash on a couch at the loft. I woke up at around 4am. Uh, the sun wasn't out yet, but you could still make things out in the dim blue light. I went to the bathroom, carefully tiptoeing around the people that were passed out on the floor. As I was taking a piss, I tiptoed to look out the bathroom window, and I saw the panorama of deserted urban decay. So I went back to the couch and tried to fall asleep. And after about 45 minutes of staring at the ceiling, I decided that I didn't want to be there any longer. I swallowed my pride and decided to wake my girlfriend up to beg her for a ride, uh, since walking around the vacant streets at this time was... was not an option. And, uh, well, being an awesome girlfriend, she was totally cool with it, and told me that she would be there in about half hour, and that she'd give me a call when she was outside. My phone died ten minutes later, so I decided that I would sit by the window and watch for her car. I sat there for a while, and my eyes started getting heavy, and I began to doze off. Suddenly a crashing noise outside woke me up. It, it wasn't loud, but just enough to snap me into reality. I looked out the window and scanned the area, but didn't see anything. Across the street from the loft, near a mountain of garbage bags and one of those enormous dumpsters, I saw a computer and a monitor smashed against the floor that hadn't been there before. When my girlfriend arrived, I went downstairs and greeted her. Just as I was about to get in the car, I remembered a friend of mine who had blown out his power supply. So I decided to walk over to the dumpster and see what I could salvage. Now, the monitor was worthless, but the tower seemed to have suffered almost no damage. So I put it in the trunk, and we drove off. About a week had passed, and I had completely forgotten about the tower, until my girlfriend called to let me know that it was still in the trunk, and that she wanted it out. And that night, I brought it home. Before I took it apart, I decided to hook it up to my monitor to see if it still ran, and, and to my surprise, it did. It ran Windows XP and looked like it had been wiped clean. I decided to do searches for words like tits and, and pussy in hopes of finding some secret stash full of weird, deviant porn the previous owner had forgotten about. Uh, morbid curiosity, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, well, the search came up nothing. Search for picture files, uh, nothing. Then I searched for movies, and one file came up. It was an AVI inside a folder titled Barbie, hidden in the Windows System32 directory. 
This is where it gets disturbing. I played it. The movie was about an hour long, and it was made up of what seemed like raw exported footage. The footage was of this woman sitting on a chair and talking against a white backdrop. I skipped through most of the movie, and it was all about being the same continuous shot. I decided to sit through the footage and find out what she was talking about. Uh, 15 seconds into the footage, the audio goes completely bad, and her voice is drowned in harsh static and background noise. Couldn't make out a thing. I decided to input the footage into Final Cut, and try to mess with the levels to isolate her voice. It helped a little, but I still couldn't hear what she was saying. And I was intrigued now. I began to really pay attention to her face and body language. It seems that she's being asked some kind of questions, because she stops at times to listen, and then continues talking. About 15 minutes into the footage, her face begins to redden and contort as if, as if the questions are bothering her. But she continues to answer them anyway. Shortly after, she begins to cry. She sobs hysterically for the duration of the film, and one of the few words I could lip-read was skin. She repeats this word many times throughout the footage, and at one point she even pulls at the skin from her arm and mouths the word. She seems to be unhappy with her skin. There is much more I have to get off my chest, but it's getting late and I can't go on. I'll share the rest tomorrow. God save my soul. Uh, hi, again. I'm back. Where was I? Oh, right, um... It, it just kept building and building. And about 40 minutes in, she's crying so hard that she can barely look at the camera. She stops talking at this point, and the rest of the footage is just her crying with her head down. Oddly enough, she doesn't get up or move. The screen just fades to black. I was fucking dumbfounded. I played the whole thing through many times that night, trying to find inflections and nuances in her movement that would reveal anything else about what was going on. I felt so dissatisfied that I wanted to know more. And that's when I noticed that there was about ten more minutes left on the timeline after the screen went black. And about two minutes in there was more footage. The footage was extremely shaky, almost, almost unwatchable and depicted a pair of legs walking along train tracks. My guess is that the camera was accidentally left on as it was being carried somewhere. The person in the footage walks along the train tracks for about six minutes, and then turns into the forest and walks over what looks like foliage flattened by a piece of plywood. The person continues on this makeshift plywood road until the movie clip ends. Now, my heart started beating with excitement, because there were train tracks a few miles away that looked very similar to the one in the video. I had to check this out. I called up my friend Ezra. Uh, he's 6'4 and 250 pounds of mostly muscle. I convinced him to go on a little adventure with me. I'm no pushover myself, but I felt if 
I was to go wandering in the woods looking for god knows what, extra muscle couldn't hurt. This whole idea of investigating this video had me so excited that I couldn't sleep. The next morning, on a sunny Saturday, I took my flashlight, my camera, and my 7-inch K-bar knife with a matte black finish, serrated edge, and went to pick up Ezra. When I got to his house, he wasn't even awake. When I woke him, he pretty much told me to fuck off. I was already packed, and I had mentally prepared myself to do this, so I decided to go through it without him. I parked my car at the train station, took my stuff, and hopped onto the tracks. After walking for about two hours, I saw a broken piece of plywood, and my knees almost buckled with excitement. I searched the nearby foliage, and, and there it was a little plywood trail leading into the forest. I walked slowly along the trail, paying close attention to everything. I'd stop occasionally, kneel down, and listen for anything or anyone, but it was so quiet. This was one of the most nerve-wracking things I've ever done. I didn't know what to expect at the end of this trail. The dense tree line gave way into a little island of grassy field. And then I saw it. A house consumed by the forest. And from the looks of it, no one had lived there for maybe 20, uh, 30 years. I got my camera and snapped a few pics. A few yards away from the house was a tool shed made of rusty sheet metal. I just sat there among the trees for a while, absorbing everything. I didn't want to go into the open field. I, I had this bad feeling that someone would see me. It took me a while to muster the courage to go up to the house. The door was partly opened. I pushed it in with the flashlight and was relieved that the house was actually very well lit. So, I put my flashlight away got my camera and took a few more pictures. Uh, there was no furniture. The floor was riddled with bricks and wood and rubble, and some of the walls had huge holes in them. When I went in further to explore, I saw some things that I didn't pay much mind to in that moment. But now that I think about them in hindsight, they greatly disturbed me. The first thing that seemed a little odd was one of the doors in the first room, that I presumed led to the basement. It seemed a little too new to be in this house. It was also the only door in the house that was locked. Also, when I made my way up to the second floor, I saw some chairs and a fold-up table that also seemed a little too new to be there. But what disturbed me the most, for some reason was the bathroom. The dust on the mirror had been wiped away, and in the bathtub, I saw a clear plastic tarp that still had water droplets on it, when I presume it was washed clean. That's when I heard something moan really loud, and that's when I jumped the fuck out the second-story window and ran back to the house. Halfway there, I realized the moaning was most likely a water pipe expanding or, or contracting. 
and that little moment of relief gave into the horror, which I felt when I wondered why the water would be running on an abandoned house in the middle of the fucking woods. It's been a little more than two months since this happened, and I haven't gone back there. Nor do I plan to. <laughs>